0: Welcome back to the most wonderful uh part 2 of an episode. Murray is dropping his notes. We are on 9 hours of recording here and, God, and I'm
1: loving every minute God of it. God damn, God damn it. if it's
0: not the best fucking thing. The East Coast West Coast the crossover
1: world. another huge success, another win in the column for Golden Globes Theater.
0: You know what? Even if it's not a win for these fucking people who are listening to us, it's a win in our hearts.
1: I think it's a win in both.
0: It's a win and I'm gonna both. go out
1: on a limb and say people can't are they can't stop talking about it.
0: It's like 3D Doritos.
1: Jack's no Twitter is lighting up as we speak. He told me that.
0: Yeah, well we've seen it pop up because uh these guys are keeping <laughs> us informed on the whereabouts of Jack's tweets <laughs> as we go. Well, hey,
1: somebody's got to. Hey. All right, I've people. Uh, if you didn't watch listen to the last episode, I don't know what to tell you. Go listen to it because we're not doing a recap.
0: No, there's no fucking reason for a recap because we already did it.
1: All right. Right. And you need to already listen to it. You
0: need to already we don't need to introduce our guests either.
1: Well we're going to anyway. Weapons master Jack Battle oh, okay. is here with us and Oh hi Jackie. What, he... what what's your position He's... in our organization, Abra? What do you do for us again? <laughs> um Oh wow! Um,
0: Murder she extraordinaire. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I'm, I'm 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 token female friend. Uh, yeah, that's it. Of, uh,
0: that's yeah. it.
1: You get us from not being called misogynist. That's your role. <laughs> I go hate women. I just had a broad on our episode the other day. We have a
0: women friend.
1: Yes. Let me tell you about what my one lady friend thinks of this show. She loves it. Don't call me a sexist. Yes. That's your position. Now. We
0: also are literally also cut her off, when she was about to talk. So. Well,
1: of course, I'm a we man. We already failed
0: the bechamel test. Yes. Bechamel.
3: Bechamel. What's oh, it called? It's a it's
4: sauce.
3: Okay, okay. Come on. What's happening? Well, you know what's funny is I I was recently watching was it trailers from Hell or something, and, and it was discussing the the single woman in a group full of men trope and it's either she's there for the female gaze and or she's there to just point out the infantilization of all the men that she's mm-hmm. uh, you know, so she is around. So I think we know that Abra is basically here to just look at you know and say like I'm working with children, you know, you like said. Wonder Woman. You are uh, correct. You
2: I'm the babysitter. I like this. Yeah,
3: yeah, we're the babysitter. And, yeah, and men's did, crushes
2: their first crushes was often their babysitter. So I'm going to take that as a compliment.
0: I did ask AWS to review our first episode and my accuracy on all the facts I spewed 10%. Murray, you're coming in at second place at 15%. Jack, 40%. Auro's coming yeah. in at 98%. <laughs> 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 Makes sense. So it's and when if we're
1: judge it's all equal though. Yeah, because our uh, our inaccuracy was worth
3: more. Exactly, but you added all up somehow. I yeah. guess. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Novelists <laughs> are professional liars, so I just pull shit yeah. out of my ass uh, constantly <laughs> for money. That's all right.
1: We are still in Hawaii. We haven't wrapped things, yet. This is part two, right? But we're on Murder Shiro, which is in the wheelhouse of our friend who happens to be a woman who happens to have two x chromosomes. Aubrey. Hello, hello. What All right. Okay, we get I was this is confused me because like we we, as we said in the last week's episode. I could have swore the guy got shot in the chest. And then and we're thrown in like we Magnum doesn't even get arrested at the end of the episode, right? Right, he so, does not. So immediately in the beginning of the episode, he's getting arrested. And we're like, what? I was like, I just watched the fucking first episode an hour ago. Right. Yeah. Did I forget everything already? Because he's getting arrested for murder of a upstanding businessman named Paul Mayfield.
0: And he did not wrote that.
1: Right. right. So he gets brought in. Of course, Jessica's like, look, it's a misunderstanding. He was standing his ground. I, I, as a woman who knows the governor and he can stop an execution. <laughs> Did you know that, Griff? A governor can stop an execution. Correct. I think Magnum is a good person. And Magnum says, hey, I'm standing my ground. I said, right. I'm standing
0: my ground. I'm feeling threatened. Everybody heard two shots. So we got to figure out what happened to this second shot. Grassy Knoll, was there a second shooter?
1: Everyone, especially Browning, who probably's never been late in his life, that's why he hates Magnum, is like, uh, Miss Fletcher, this is Hawaii police business. Uh, case closed, all right. We found two shell casings that belong to Mr. Magnum's gun. We only heard two shots. Case closed. Jessica's like, Well, I guess your hands are tied. So she leaves. But she swears <laughs> that she is gonna get him out.
0: Is this not the greatest hands-tied type of episode we're ever going to fucking see here? I
1: think the guy was planning shit to put Magnum in jail. I think he threw an extra couple shell cases. Really? Like,
3: did Magnum... Go ahead. It's so absurd. I mean, I, I actually went back and watched, like, the last couple of minutes of the previous episode, and they fully exchange gunfire. Like, there's yes. at least four or five shots. There's Also, multiple. like, Mayfield... Takes a couple of shots. Those bullets had to have hit the building somehow. Magnum shoots back. Whether or not he hits Mayfield, we will discuss later. But you see blood on Mayfield's chest, mm-hmm. um, which again, uh, Browning says that the bullet hit him in the spine and shattered. So they can't get a ballistic. So, of course, you can mangle a bullet and it can still exit a body. But it, it and then they're like, oh, we didn't find a gun. Where did the gun go? How did this person who takes out Mayfield and and Magnum's only like 15, 20 feet away, then sneak over and like take the gun from Mayfield? Also, you could still do a gunshot residue test, like just smell his hand. Oh, look, it stinks of gunpowder. Like anyone who's fired a handgun after you take a couple of shots. You smell of it. So it would be totally obvious that this guy had just been firing a gun. It's just stupid. It's stupid. It's sloppy police work. Did Um, we tell
1: you that Mr. Mayfield is an upstanding citizen?
3: He pays his taxes, yeah. Yeah. And that takes care of it all.
2: Yeah, he pays his taxes, so therefore he could just be able to kill anybody. But yeah, what we're seeing here is a is a distancing from the gritty realism of the seventies, with Kojak and Columbo having to state their case over and over again. And now we get into the eighties where people just say, "Let's just make shit up."
0: Oh, I I really love to bring it back to Columbo here. Yeah, oh, yeah can't go wrong with Kojak. You're goddamn right. But
1: yeah, well, and
3: Browning he, is just sort of like, oh, post bail, we'll only do that after there's a hearing who knows that paperwork might get lost and you know prisoners sometimes give be... me he's flat out telling Jessica yeah we might just disappear magnum into fucking guantanamo bay and you'll never see him again <laughs> here
1: here are the scales of justice all right magnum white straight male poor yep mayfield yep. white straight male
0: rich right
1: well we know That's where exactly. those scales go
0: and we know what browning's favorite kink is hands tied. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> We're All right. getting
3: into it early here. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. let's go
0: ahead and say that we figured this out already from just the look in Browning's eye.
3: Do you think he likes putting shrimp on the Barbie?
1: Oh, He's, to- he's totally a sub. He totally. does
3: whatever
0: his dominant tells him to do. Yeah. So yes, he shrimps the Barbie. He's been pegged.
3: He slurps those little piggies. like.
0: That's no. right. Oh yeah. He gets in the mud. He does Make it a wee, all. Wee, wee, wee all the way. Slop home. fest right there. Ugh. Well, Ugh. Well. Yeah? Yeah. 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 No. Okay. no. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: So <laughs> okay. Magnum thrown in Guantanamo. He's <laughs> having things shoved up his ass. <laughs> we don't, don't want to get into that.
0: Magnum just takes it? What are, what <laughs> well, we he's
1: doing? being tortured.
0: What are we doing here? <laughs>
1: We the are on, a, look. Are on no, an it's... island. Okay. Oh,
0: oh, excuse me. Jack's okay with this, so I'm okay with it.
1: Right. We're not on mainland uh, USA, so anything goes on the island. Anything so.
3: goes. Sex yeah. What
2: is it? Sharing. It's rum, sodomy, and the lash. Is that the Navy phrase?
3: I don't know, but I'm drinking rum right now. So, <laughs> so
1: <laughs> one out of two. Yeah. The light's still young.
3: That's the best endorsement you're ever going to
0: get for that line. So <laughs> mums the word on the, right the others. <laughs> <laughs> Is
1: shrimping sodomy? That's the question. No, Good.
0: no. there's no. no penetration happening with no. shrimping.
1: No. I thought I thought it was just no. I, I thought sodomy. The mouth. I, thought sodomy was, I thought sodomy was just sex. N- n- that wasn't for procreation.
0: I think. Well, I guess
3: it's. I think there's a a, there's like the biblical and legal definitions of it as opposed to the common use term. Yeah. I don't. Yeah.
1: We'll I check don't, in the sodomy.
3: Laws I don't think later.
0: any of us are fucking fundamentalist enough to answer that question for you. Okay. Because we're all freaks. Yeah, I guess. Freaks. It. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's why we're on this show right now. <laughs>
1: yes, we're warming we're, up for the big Christmas episode.
3: We're warming up. Podcast is a freak magnet. What we are a freak magnet.
1: There's no. <laughs> it's true. Our audience doubled once we started yeah, talking about that, weird. They shit. chose
3: Caligula,
0: not yeah, us. They, yeah. Move over, violent firms. Where they the wouldn't,
1: we wouldn't man? even have to have a runoff for that one because it was 55% for Caligula. Well, Sorry, oh. Herschel Walker.
0: Yeah, you get no fucking water in this All thing. right.
1: So he's getting Chinese water tortured. I don't know. Something's happening to Magnum.
0: Yeah, Chinese water <laughs> torture. Yes.
1: <Jesus. laughs> Why is that? Is that offensive?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I just like the idea of it i don't think it's a thing yeah it works i
1: saw it on. <laughs> i saw it on MythBusters. they tried it and it worked someone freaked out they were dropping the drops on the forehead
0: oh is that what you're thinking of yeah
1: no it wasn't it's not some weird sex thing
0: albert probably knows this because they did that on venture brothers yes they oh,
1: okay. I was just thinking of that yeah <laughs>
0: exactly wow, you it, have... just,
1: it just looks stupid
4: <laughs> exactly that's what they
1: all thought on MythBusters, and then they did it because it was like ice cold water and they just dropped like drop on the head and the girl freaked out well she's a girl so
3: (laughs) oh Uh, she was (laughs) the best one on that (laughs) show
2: the torture i've heard actually works is pulling out fingernails but you can't put that on tv so you do the chinese water torture as like a
1: some people play our episodes
2: but okay i
1: digress
0: Please digress. <laughs> Can we
1: finish? Can we, just, like we, we just started. really early. <laughs> we thought, we after that massive last week episode, we thought, oh, we're going to breeze through yeah, the last one. No, is, we're not.
0: We're in breeze. Go, territory go, go, right go. Now, and we're, this is
1: actually going to be longer than our
0: Caligula. Yeah, we're
1: so. 12
3: it's like minutes in the first Saturday paragraph. night and Auburn's on the West Coast.
0: <laughs> uh, oh. We're into our third bottles of wine each right now. <laughs>
1: I'm even drinking. That's how crazy. Yeah, this guy. yeah. Murray. Jessica heads back to Robin Masters' place to find yes. A- Amy and Pam packing their things. They're ready to go. Case right. closed. It was that
0: scumbag Magnum that was after them. We are so fucking sick of just Higgins being around. We want real fucking men. You know the kind of men. Wow, they went that hard. Who on. wear flip flops and fucking <laughs> shorts down past their knees. Yeah, and, and t shirts t shirts. <laughs> And a
1: baseball cap.
0: We need a the college cap. they
1: never went to.
0: Exactly. That's what I we need that Higgins.
1: When they wear they wear their uh, sunglasses on the back of their head. Yes.
0: H- We're sick of Higgins yeah. and his gardening. Uh, we need sunglasses <laughs> on the back of their hat. Any bro- baseball?
1: Right? Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure you saw a lot of it at that concert you went to the other day. Apparently. So uh they're like yeah threats over Higgins like I still insist it was me ladies I'm dangerous I tell you and they're like yeah what they pat him on the head yeah you're you're nice Higgins but
0: I didn't get this and I think this is a good point to bring this up so we can have better conversations about it later on Murray pointed out to me Higgins is trying to impress Jessica and the women yeah of course do you guys agree with that no. Are you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right.
2: yeah. No, yeah, definitely. He's I <laughs> mean, yeah. yeah. it's obvious. Gosh. Yeah, a huge yeah. theme. Jack will be able to speak to this better, is a huge theme is that Higgins still feels he is as just as much a
1: man as Magnum. Right, yeah. Probably more so. He probably saved lives.
3: Well, in the I mean war. that's the thing, is there are actually attempts online to stitch together the timeline no. of Higgins' adventures that he alludes to over the course of the series and it makes james bond look like the biggest fucking slacker it's like oh yeah he was you know the sas and the british commandos and with mi6 and the the british intelligence it's just all this stuff all over the world um so in higgins's mind he's the badass Magnum's this bumbling idiot who just happens to be really good at shooting people, but you know, Higgins is the gentleman adventurer. Right. Uh, and so yeah, he's thinks he's totally capable and thinks it's completely reasonable that there's an assassin after him, you know, because of his dark past. And you know
1: who the uh, fuck yeah. As the time to stitch together a make believe character's backstory, I have no life and I can barely watch and make notes for once a week for our fucking show. I don't know how oh. people do this shit. There are Where's people. The time? There oh, are- yeah. You
2: wouldn't believe the guy who came up with the Star Wars master timeline. He got hired by Star
0: Wars. No. Like, fuck.
1: oh,
2: he did it. Here, have a job. Yeah.
0: Motherfucker. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, you no know, i want to point out something because we already brought up archer into this episode okay what was archer's uh butler's name woodruff or woodrow I mattingly i don't know it oh, was like woodrow no. or something i've seen it in a while what was woodrow ex british military they all are
3: uh woodhouse
1: Woodhouse. Woodhouse, yeah. Even Alfred, Alfred, Henry, Alfred has been wrecked to be ex British military. They all, something about, we have this idea that if you're ex British military, you make great servants, apparently. Yeah.
3: Oh my God. VC, GCB, DSO, DSC, MC. Huh? Basically, Woodhouse won every award for military gallantry that the British <laughs> Army offered. And he's. <laughs> stuck mopping up Archer's jidge and making pim's cups. <laughs> <laughs> Pim cups. I <laughs> I just which wanted... are fucking delicious, by the way. I love a good pim's cup. I- I've uh, never had a pim's cup. Maybe that will oh, be my you New need Year's to drink. Rectify that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, I Year's would drink. not make it for a New Year's. I think it's oh. more of a. What's uh, the New Year's drink, Jack? Uh, something with a lot of mold spices in it. I actually the other day had a really good. Uh, Oh. Autumn Manhattan that involved a lot of uh, Auto citrus Manhattan. notes in it. It was fantastic. I'm gonna need something. Yeah. Real lean into the spices. Excited. Lean into the bitters. Lean into some some brown spirits. Some bourbons and rye. Yeah, you're
0: gonna you're gonna have to tweet Murray over some like a real like Autumn Manhattan's a good start. But you know, think on that one and let me know because New Year's is um, fastly approaching here.
4: Right. Back, back to the Yes. Yeah.
0: I don't I remember f- what the connection. This was a f- pure yeah. Golden Globus sidetrack.
1: Everybody's dunking on Higgins as yeah. usual. So he, uh, he's like, he, he thinks the girls will be safer at the hotel. Yeah. Okay, And he's like, look, I got to go secure bail for uh, Magnum. Uh, Jessica, you want to come along with me? So they drop the girls off, and then they go over to uh Jason. Jessica goes to Jason's place. She wants yeah. to question him.
0: Right, and Jason, of course, was holding the party that the whole fucking shootout happened at.
1: Right, and so, but he's occupied, so Jess goes to uh, she starts griffin around, right, going through all his shit, just looking through those symbodiums. Yeah, she's like, it was like, it was like a greenhouse or something where the shootout happened, right. like That
0: apparently the shootout happened close enough to a greenhouse that when uh, Mayfield supposedly shot. The bullet flew. We off.
1: learned from the previous episode; she's a master of bullet
0: trajectory. Bullet trajectory. She's full Dexter. Right. Yeah. So she gets the string out. And cops pulled. couldn't do
1: this. Yeah. Browning no.
0: couldn't. No. No one ever could do this. Right. No one, they couldn't even inspect the scene properly.
1: So there's like a, a window that clearly was shot through. Yep. She notices. The cops didn't notice because they're too busy trying to frame Magnum.
0: Yep. Looking for his Detroit Tigers hat. Goes, into, <laughs> which we'll get to later. <laughs> we'll get to it. Goes later.
1: into. Uh, a room and there's the bullet there's a the shell casing from a different gun. Right. Just so-, so
3: hilarious that like the cops didn't even do the rudimentary sweep. But, like I was saying earlier, you know, they were exchanging shots. There would be bullet holes in the building and so on and so forth. Yeah, and she just walks in, and she's like, "Oh, there's the bullet shell. There's there's the casing right there." Oh, i quite- exactly.
2: Yeah. Jessica is always in easy mode. She's always yeah. the the clickable character. They're like, oh, what does she need to find next? Oh, I'll push her this way a little bit, and and it goes again to that uh, that idea in the '80s where they just kind of people just wanted to root for the character. so just let them keep winning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And of course this is a murder she wrote episode. And so it's constantly Jessica dunking on the Hawaii police. And now that Magnum's They're out of the not picture,
1: luau time. They don't have time to Yeah, do that exactly. Job. They
0: got lots of luaus to get to. Right. Uh, fucking pineapple pork, uh pork dribblings, uh spam on the rice, uh pokey pokey bowls. Like they
4: got uh, all that. Bowl, yeah.
0: See? Jack knows about it.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, you want to do some more Luau
3: uh, food? I uh, know I'm all out of Coconuts? Luau. No, I'm-, uh, I'm totally derailed thinking about the last time I had a good pokeball, man. There's <laughs> a good places around here. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we got one in Detroit. <laughs>
3: well, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. So she's like,
1: "Okay, I got the shell casing. I can get Magnum out of jail. Right? That's all you
0: need. That's enough proof."
1: So she then Jason shows up. I guess he got done with his phone call or whatever. Of course. And she's like, Where's Jonah? It's like, I don't know. I'm just fucking her. I don't know. I mean what He's the hell? not even
0: fucking her. No, he completely denies it. He's like, no. Why would you deny that? I would say, hey, I'm fucking this lady. You think that guy would? But apparently, he's getting enough puss where he doesn't need to lie
1: about it. That guy, that guy ain't getting shit. He's He's a
3: wet dish rag, man.
1: Exactly. He's
3: not worthy of shrimping, Jessica. He
1: he never saw a toe he didn't want to suck because he's that fucking sub. All right, Abra, are we right here? (laughs) Yeah, that
2: guy. Yeah, it's smooth like a Kendall.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but. No balls. <laughs> Sexless. Thank you. Garbage. <laughs> Comb over. <laughs> Worthless. Kill yourself. I don't care.
4: <laughs> just
0: all of this. Oh. So. <laughs> Jessica continues about why why he suddenly invited Joan, who apparently he has just kind of met. That was according to the story that came in on the lobster lunch. Just met her. Why did she why did he invite her and her friends over to a beach party he was about to hold? And uh, you know, of course, that's where the shot was happening. He's like, Why did you invite this Mayfield character? Like
4: Mayfield,
1: I've never heard of that guy. Yeah. Like, I she's like, Look, look. I this is my job. I throw parties. I have wheelers and dealers. I don't know everybody at my party.
0: Yeah. Jessica does like five Columbo scenes in one. She's she, like she was. It was very Columbo.
1: Did she do that often, Aubrey? She, she plays dumb. No, she plays dumb in these episodes, so people reveal shit.
2: Yes, exactly. She plays the little old bitty who's non-threatening and gets people to trust her and reveal everything.
0: Yeah, lots of apple pie type metaphors. Mm-hmm. Like oh, that's just like when I worked with my nana to like put the sugar into the crust. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you. That's a metaphor. Yeah, yeah that's a metaphor. Right? That's a metaphor.
1: <laughs> so, uh yeah, he's just a playing dumb. He's like, I don't
0: know anything what you're talking about. Yeah, Mayfield, about. who the fuck is that? I hold parties for lots of high highfalutin' people.
1: Sex parties. Keep that parties. wasn't even my no.
0: party. I was holding it for somebody else.
1: You know an orgy broke out as soon as the murder...
0: That's, that's, that's like with. every cops episode you've ever seen. Those aren't my drugs. I held them for somebody else.
1: Yeah,
0: That's what Jason's doing here. This wasn't my party. I was holding it for somebody else. Yeah. Who else? Houston. 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 We have a problem. Thank you, Murray.
1: So Jessica goes to the cops with the shell casing. They're like, uh, no, we don't want more evidence. We have enough. Thank you.
0: Yeah, we're we're done with your fan fiction. Take it to the fucking forums online on the inner.
1: Right. go go make a podcast and solve it on that because we're doing police work.
0: Yeah, go make a radio station or something. So
1: he just you know he's like stay out of our business. So Jesse goes full Karen on him or Helen or Helen, and she's like, wow, that's funny because I was talking to the governor the other day about. Uh, uh, money being distributed, like the funding, the police.
0: Yeah, it, it's just. It's so and I'd hate for
1: that to happen to you.
0: I felt like there wasn't enough police in Hawaii, and that they really need better funding. Maybe a like grenade, a battle tank, battle tank. Maybe a Gundam or two. Uh, maybe several <laughs> uh,
4: rocket Zord, launchers. Zord, you know? I don't know.
0: <laughs> maybe a Spider-Man <laughs> Zord.
1: And he's he starts licking his lips. Did you say Zord? why, maybe, tell me about this shit, you know. Again. Because she's not even allowing her, her to talk to Magnum.
0: Yeah. Aura, is this perfect Jessica now finally kind of feeling at home here in Hawaii? Because she it's is ex-
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, whereas um, uh, Vietnam vets, as, as Jack alluded to, are very wary of authority, are aware of the cops. The cops don't trust them. Jessica yeah. is the friends to the chief of police. She's friends with all the police officers. And, you know, she's definitely in the you know, a dare to keep off drugs, take a bite out of crime club, you know. Mm-hmm. And her power just seems to go to this this depth, yeah. She can get autopsy reports and she can make Robert Ginty do her bidding.
0: Oh my god, I would love to see that actually would be a king thing I'd be into, I think.
3: Robert yeah. Robert Kinty submissive. She could definitely people. be a soft mommy. Yeah. Mom kind of Robert
1: situation. Kinty and sex, I don't want any part of. I don't want to see
4: that. I don't, I don't
0: want to even I walk think, in on that. I think if you saw it, you'd be like, okay, I'm no. okay with that. I've ordered no, I've already Ilsa meets oh. Robert Kinty. No, oh, that's not my scene. Sorry.
2: Okay, what if they dress her up as a sister?
1: No, no. talking about white lightning or white, white, white fire.
4: fire.
0: fire. Oh my no. God. That would be right in Ginty's wheelhouse. Oh, come on. No, I, no saw game
2: that. Game. I saw that with a nearly um sold out crowd. And and when he kisses the, the woman, what? the crowd just lost their shit.
1: Why <laughs> was there a nearly sold out? Were they, were they expecting to the, the play our episode? Like why? What's going on here? White. <laughs> Ew. I'm never I'm I've never been to Portland. I'm never going now because I'm just so disgusted. It's 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 a freaky scene.
0: <laughs> that is fascinating. I, damn that. you, Fred Armisen! <laughs> I'm kind of jealous that they have a scene where they're playing movies that we White have
1: covered. Fucking fire. Yeah, you can thank yeah. us for that Blu-ray. Blu-ray. See, everyone
3: claims that Boston and Massachusetts is this sort of like Liberal elite hellhole, but it's a state founded by Puritans.
4: Yeah, like
3: BDSM, even consensual, is actually illegal in this state. Oh wow! Yeah, (laughs) so like everyone's all uptight as shit around here.
0: Yeah, Abra can go down to the nautically themed, uh, you know, strip club and see that kind of shit. Yo ho ho!
1: -ho -ho. I
3: gotta gotta make a trip over to the West Coast.
0: Yeah, we all do. Just watch for the.
1: Watch out for the human shit on the sidewalks. The, the okay, next look, I do reception. live in a city. I, I,
3: <laughs> I <laughs> practice proper foot hygiene uh, very religiously around here.
0: Okay. Awesome. Good. Great. I All hope right, that's so sh- what we instill sh- on right. everybody. Good foot hygiene.
1: All right. So uh, Jessica managed to talk her way with that sweet talking about funding the police Again. to get She's, to see Magnum.
0: We get to see her imposing her will on this whole new fucking city. Right. It's amazing. She's franchising. Yep.
1: And so she's just like, yeah, Magnum, apparently there's a paperwork delay. That's why you haven't gotten bailed. Because he's like, get me out. You got the money. right? He doesn't even know her. He just met her two days ago, treated her like shit, totally yep. condescending. But it's like, oh, you're going to bail me out, aren't you? Right. And she's like, well, I can't. And she, and the thing is, she would. That's how great Jessica is as a person. She's like, I still would bail you out because you're an innocent man. might be a piece of shit. You might right. be insecure, but I'll bail you out.
0: So she goes on to explain, I found this extra casing, but it still doesn't clear up the whole 245 casings things. And she's like, I, you know, I talked to Jason. Jason arranged this party apparently for somebody else. And there Houston's involved with it. And then Magnum pipes in because he hears the name Houston. We know from our first episode last week that Houston... Uh, was the person that supposedly Amy? God, there's so many names happening here. Yeah, I already forgot. I I'm sorry. Know. I'm this is probably confusing for everybody. I, I was just gonna say blonde girl, but, yeah, but Amy. Amy, of course, is one of the people who came in with Pam. I'm just adding more names to the mix here. <laughs> I'm just throwing names on the fire here.
1: Amy Joan,
0: uh, Pam Karen, Helen. Car- yeah, it's too many names. Okay. You really do
2: feel like first draft placeholders uh, Mayfield uh. Thank, thank Houston uh, I'm gonna go to lunch
1: So whatever she just gives him a big expo- Exposition dump about the shit she has found and of course He's just like maybe you're onto something I don't know you are a novelist
0: You're just all. a novelist but please Before you go bail me out Get Higgins To bail me out I need it All
1: right. Now, Jessica goes to see this is you want to talk about a successful businessman. You want to talk about a Donald Trump level businessman. Houston is so rich. He can afford to have a gigantic gateway computer right on his patio. He doesn't give a shit if it rains on it. He's like, I don't care how to replace it. This is the
0: perfect shot to come in through a commercial break with because we just see this beautiful patio set up. He's got a maid in a bikini. We're in Hawaii. He's got the. Bringing fucking ocean a in front of them and everything. Big old, old goblet of a drink and everything. Girl drink. White girl drink night or whatever. Yeah, it's got
1: the little uh, umbrella in it and everything. Of course. Why.
0: Yep. And uh, it's just, it's a beautiful affair. whole It's a beautiful computer. It's a beautiful... <laughs> this is straight out of, uh, you know, this is
3: justice type setup.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jack, you're, you're a hacker as well. Much like Griff, right? How do you feel about this computer setup?
3: I mean, we kind of forget how expensive personal computers are back right. in the day. That was probably like a three or $4,000 machine in 1986 dollars. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that was definitely at the time uh, uh, done to indicate that this guy is stupid, wealthy, and sophisticated. Because also he's like typing into it and getting information, which means he's got to have some rudimentary you know modem connection back to the main office right. or whatever and he's just sitting out there drinking drinks with his uh you know waitress uh slash blowjob provider and and yeah it, jessica's like ah no, no, no i don't want one And the woman's like just sort of shrugs and wanders off yeah and then his little comment about hmm, some people don't find the client or the climate to their liking it's like Oh my god, dude, your dick is never gonna be as big as Jessica's dick. Like hers is bigger than ever. That could was. be the title
2: of this episode. But I love that the actor keeps hesitantly touching a key like he's been told, do businessy things, but the guy yeah. clearly doesn't want to break the click, project.
3: Click, click. click.
2: Yeah, because he was like no. click 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 click
4: click.
0: Now, there's there's some days where, like, Kayla's over here in the morning, and I feel like this is what I look like doing my job. Or I just look <laughs> over my keyboard sometimes and hit a couple of keys. And I, I, I feel like this completely encapsulates my whole... what's well, it's, it's real life. ...quote-unquote career. Obviously, the person who wrote this episode knew a lot about computers. They fucking do. And that's what disturbs <laughs> me about it. I'm like, oh, shit. Aside from the person in the bikini, well... Okay. Also,
3: notice the fact that it's like perched on this like little tiny fucking cocktail table too, and like it, yeah. he doesn't
1: care. He's it's a... like
3: it's nothing to me.
1: Yeah. yeah. Does he
2: make the maid build
1: that out every morning? Is it left out there? I think he's just left out. He doesn't give a shit if it gets rained on. He's just like whatever. I'll replace it.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Comput- I mean, at this time, all you can really do is it's like it's basically like a giant calculator, basically. You know, how much can you do on a computer? <laughs> I
2: like free cell on this thing, yeah
1: yeah, free cell. The punch cards <laughs>
0: free cell all day.
1: So like he's like, well, let me check my record Amy person I uh, let me check my records. do you think she, does she work It doesn't seem like she works for us what I we have uh,
0: no- I have no recollection for Amy ever working for me. Let me check the database. And he types out a whole MySQL fucking query for it. Pulls from the proper table and everything. I recognize this. This is legit. He's doing legit <laughs> queries. <laughs> Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> is there
2: a- yeah, it's definitely not the actor hitting a single key and going,
1: no. <laughs> is, there a, is there a scaly-clad woman talking to him like, like in a Blood Moon while he's
4: <laughs> doing is. that on the, def- on the screen? There
0: definitely is. And he gets his thermos out
1: <laughs> and sticks his dick in it. <laughs> yeah, like, now, if you'll excuse
0: me, I have to
1: urinate. He pulls a thermos the out. The only difference of here
0: is that he doesn't feed his own hot dogs into his mouth. No. His maid shoves the hot dogs. And, of no. course, it's very vertical and against Jack's will for hot dogs.
3: Where do all the toppings go? Where all is- the toppings go?
1: And then like Jessica's like you do know this woman. She was at the your party. And he's just you like You were talking to her. And he's like, "Uh, I I'm party. I was at a party. It wasn't my party. I don't know what you're talking about. It was Jason's party." Yeah. And we learned that Jason specifically said it was not my party. Right. So, so the stories are is it?
0: contradictory stories here and everything. I'm sure this is every murder she wrote episode, right?
2: exactly uh there's always a point where they and i've joked about this before where they stop everything and restate the plot to catch up the audience who have fallen asleep wandered off (laughs) they really you'll never miss a plot point on murder (laughs) i mean
0: it's 52 minutes or so of content Mm. it's like you gotta be reminded I mean, think right. about today. It's like, if all YouTube videos. I love it. Minutes, I can people, keep track of yeah. this
1: shit. I can't. like With these like shows now, I can't keep track of what's happening from week to week.
0: And they expect you to keep track for like 10 episodes straight. Yeah. That's not happening, everybody. That's no. why I don't watch anything anymore.
1: So he excuses her. He's like, uh, you can leave. I, I need to pee in this thermos. So she's thrown <laughs> off the premises. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I got hacking to do here. You see my beautiful model with the voice modulator or whatever it was called. uh, I'm
1: instant messaging someone over email right now. (laughs) I don't have time for this.
0: (laughs) I'm dragging your coordinates through this email.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The maid accidentally picks up the phone, ruins
1: the call. Jess uh, goes back to Higgins at the uh, the uh, Royal Hawaiian. Yep. And he discovered that one of Robin's guns is missing and a silencer he had.
0: Wow. Robin Masters, of course, who yeah. uh, were going back into Magnum territory because, of course, that's the house Magnum resides in.
1: Right. And they, then they come up with a new theory. Maybe it was the second gunman. Did you see a grassy knoll? Maybe it was a gun lady. I don't know
0: course you got to throw the ladies in there
1: pam knocks at the door i hate you pam she just barges in she's like look i found this present that uh amy has right she wants she wants me to send it to her grandmother or some shit
0: she had a great story here and it was totally believable
1: okay and she's like well you know do you know where amy is i found this gift yeah and jessica she's like Oh, it was a cookbook for her grandmother i some that's shit. That's what she. That's what she. Tried and Jessica's like, I know the weight of a cookbook, and this is no cookbook.
0: This is the lightest cookbook ever, and it's
1: rattling. Do cookbooks rattle?
0: Higgins open it.
1: it, and Higgins he wants in on that. Jess, he wants some of that. He wants the Fletcher.
0: Well, don't. It's got to
1: be a sex thing, fletching.
0: Before Pan or uh, Amy even arrives, did we mention that Amy was there?
1: She walks in after they open up because they answer. open the they yeah.
0: open the gift as Amy's arriving. Yeah, and so she sees them opening the gift that is for Amy, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing? If that gifts for me, what are you doing here?"
1: Yeah, they're they're Griffin.
0: Yeah, they're Griffin around. Yeah, and they absolutely
2: see thought of Grifter in this scene. You can just imagine Jessica breaking in, going through the CDs, going through the vinyl. Yeah,
0: well,
1: Jessica did it right because she's like Higgins. You open it because she knows she's got Higgins on the hook.
0: Yeah, Jessica is very good at this. This is her A number one talent, though, is getting other people to do her dirty work. That's a Steely Dan song.
1: Wait, and Tiggins doesn't want to do her dirty work no more. Yeah. That's a Steely Dan song.
0: That's a Steely Dan. Wait, what?
1: I don't want to do your dirty work no
0: more. That was the Steely Dan song?
1: No, yeah, it's not I want to do your dirty work some more. It's I don't want to do your dirty work. I don't want to do. Oh, Yeah. I'm sorry if we're talking boring people with Steely Dan talk. Steely Dan's great.
2: I'd like to point out, it feels like at this point, the the writers on the the Murder, She Wrote episode didn't get the notes on Pamela's character because they just dropped that Pamela thought she was the target of murder because of extortion or embezzling or whatever the hell it was.
1: It was embezzling, yeah.
2: Yeah, and they just drop it. Pamela no longer is in fear of her life. Well,
3: yeah. Yeah, The the attempt to try and make each one of these women a possible target slash suspect like mm-hmm. it, there are parts where it's just really clumsy and yeah like you said they just drop plots like pamela's whole thing about like oh yeah i got these papers or whatever and you're like oh what's going on with it and yeah and then it just evaporates
2: yeah pamela is yeah. supposed to no. go back to new york she doesn't go back to new york <laughs>
0: There there, right. there was a lot of weird and this feels oh, it sounds like a lot of what happened with this, the recent Star Trek sequel or uh, Star wars trilogy where it was just like they had no overarching like person to handle the story. It was just like we're going to do a story and then you finish it. And that's why we got that weird finish at the end of the first Magnum episode and it didn't exactly connect. The characters don't exactly connect. It's kind of Joan is the only person who seems like he has a good fluid storyline throughout the two episodes. Well, Yeah, and we'll learn why later. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Amy's just Amy's just three. red herring, that's all she is. Yeah. Yeah. Her her whole plot has nothing to do with what you know we're talking
0: about. Yeah. And we're about to learn a lot more about Amy as we go on. Well, we're yes, about- and she
2: she also fits into a real side version, but on the writing of Magnum, she wrote, there's always a young, naive woman who is Pretty in a non-threatening way, who needs the guidance of a goddess like Jessica.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I know I was not threatened by that woman at all. By so, Amy. Good casting. <laughs> yeah. Right hair? Um, I don't know. I mean it was kind of trashy. I kinda uh, I think I'd be f i would be I think I'd fuck Jessica Walters. That would be mine. she was She was super horny in that <laughs> Jessica movie. Walter. Yeah. She was super horny <laughs> yeah. in that episode. Yeah. So. Not you, gotta John. Remember, you, gotta, you gotta remember Joan. Yeah. Well, whatever. You gotta remember it. In this timeline, I'm actually older than Jessica Walters, so I guess I'm. She's kind of like the. Young oh, you okay? Girl, okay, so, you're
0: saying Jessica uh, Walters. So
1: yeah. Though.
0: Well, we have Jessica Walters and Jessica Fletcher, the character. Oh, it's true. So yeah. I, for whatever reason, my brain. Oh, I, in... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, you're doing the right thing. Speaking yeah, of uh, huge, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. We're we're all going for Jessica Walters. Yeah.
1: Yes, we're all going to just fucking <laughs> run a train. Auburn. <laughs> 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 she's that's all.
3: Whoa. For all. Whoa. Okay,
0: apparently Jack's bartending. A Jack does train. not like that phrase. Jack's Whoa, bartending sensual. it. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to get involved. I just involved. got
3: distracted for a minute, and then I come back in, and it's running a train. And yes. then I hear Jessica and like, so here's the problem. Here's the problem is you have Jessica Walter. Not Walters, by the way. There's no S at the end of her last name. Well, we're in Michigan, we had an everything. And then you got Jessica Fletcher. So I don't know which Jessica we're referring to. The we did that. Too. Yeah, we we did that. as Well, yeah. We did that. that. Well.
1: Yeah, all right. No, I, guys, I, I, I just, think okay.
3: I, I think it
1: was, we're we're past uh, Jack's bedtime. He, I think he yeah. nodded. No, we're at hour
4: forty-five.
3: Okay, let go. Fletcher is an attractive older woman. Jessica Walter uh, is a bit of a smoke show in this. I mean, again, I, I'm yeah, going to ex- come ex- back. I'm to explain it. Yeah, fact that like. It's this 80s way of dressing a- women of a certain age where it becomes, oh, you're over 40. You could be anywhere between 40 and 70, and you're going to look exactly like that. Mm. What you're wearing, your earrings, your jewelry, your hair. But yeah, she's got the va 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 going on where it's like, yeah.
1: This is pre-American <laughs> pie. We didn't have MILFs. We didn't have that in our exactly. vocabulary. Exactly. You're like, mom, I don't want to fuck a mom. And then you're like, yeah, I, I think I could fuck a mom.
0: I'd go for it, whatever. Like huh. you know. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're on board now, but your hesitancy earlier. <laughs> so you're
1: back on the train, is that what we're trying yeah, to say? No, well, no. I
3: mean that's the problem. You're talking about running <laughs> <No>. a train. <He's... laughs> well, no, a we're not. A
1: consensual train. I'm Did... not saying. No, well, the papers.
3: Well, she's, no
0: but...
1: she's no longer with us, so obviously we can't. Seriously, the papers. But... In There's been nothing signed. wrong with
3: a little respectful disrespect. It's fine. Sure. But, uh... Again, oh. that's
0: in the paperwork. <laughs> it's in the paperwork. <laughs> that's in the consent forms. Oh, okay. Man. All Join the consensual
2: all, train, consensual like, train. Well, yeah. yeah, that's exactly. what the kids
1: are doing right now. That's, a, that's another TikTok challenge.
0: Exa- <laughs> this
1: is My favorite the consensual challenge. train.
0: All we need to know, Jack, by the end of the episode is what drink are we having while we run this <laughs> train on Jessica Walter?
3: Uh, it's going to be full. You know, so this is funny. Uh, uh, a certain friend of mine uh, was saying it's apparently tiki culture the art the aesthetic the decor the vibe uh has a weird sort of alloying with swinger culture which Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. do not exist in either space uh so i kind of feel like leaning real heavy into the tiki vibe so drinks with crushed ice and a lot of and yeah. curacao and umbrellas and stuff like that being served to guests that are, you know, in all sorts of interesting... There's
0: <laughs> no more guests
3: happening here.
0: It's <laughs> just the
3: four of us <laughs> and Jessica Walter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, you know. baba Boob, get in the fucking room. Like I said, the five of us—men with facial hair, have a certain set of skills. So <laughs> I'm on board with this. So oh, there's yeah. a
0: soft serve yeah. machine in the room. <laughs>
3: yeah. They better be.
1: <laughs> all right. Speaking of, but just there's cold. no
3: vanilla. That's all I'm
1: saying. No. Oh no! Oh no!
3: <laughs> oh. All right. Lads, you, this for is what anybody still when you bring me and Opera on the show together, yes. and we're like three hours and twenty minutes yes. in.
0: Yes. yes, yes, we get it. Yes. <laughs> I
1: don't know if this is a good or bad advertisement for future crossover episodes. People are oh, like I don't.
3: This
0: might. This might be for exactly... future
2: reference. For future reference, since no one asks, my sister and I every year drink champagne and eat Twinkies as a reference to Greece, and we don't care what you think.
0: As long as you didn't end that sentence with we eat uh Jessica Walter's and <laughs> I that's fine. Okay. Hey, we're on hour forty five. Right. Let's, right now, Let's so, go. Let's go.
1: Speaking of Jessica Walter, her character Joan is in the lobby downstairs at the Pacific uh, Hawaiian. And yeah. she gets a call. Paging this is Miss Joan, paging Joan. And she's like, I'm Joan, picks it up and as soon as she picks it up, the guy, there's this creep behind her. Who's like, I paged you. And she's like, who
0: the hell are you? Right. So C- she gets, she's like, yeah, it's that key you were asking for. I asked for a key?
1: No, that's, you're, you're that's totally off. That's later Did on. What happened here That's later <laughs> Amy's husband, we learned. Yes. strange estranged husband. They did
0: this twice to us then. Because
1: we learned, because remember, shit. Amy is Joan's uh, secretary. So he yes. wanted to talk to Joan because Amy obviously doesn't want to talk to him. Fuck. He, so she wanted to use Joan as a middle I like man.
0: what they did there because they fooled an idiot like me in uh, reflecting on this episode.
1: Right. So you just wanted to get to the end of the episode. I also just wanted to be at the end of this episode.
4: So Jessica has a chat with
1: Amy about those jewels. She's like, girl, what's going on with these jewels? She reveals these are my grandmother's jewels. They were sent to me because... My husband beats the shit out of me. He's crazy.
0: He is the worst. He's I, cocaine. He is high investing. He is Ric Flair flying. He thinks he's highfalutin.
1: He is Gordon Gecko on steroids. There we go. And yeah. <laughs> he is threatening to kill me many times. I, that's why I assumed he hired... Mr. Mayfield to kill me. Exactly. And then Pam goes, oh, you guys just need to work it out. That is you know?
0: such a Pam thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Just like old-fashioned women. Right. All you need to do is be a better okay. wife, and he will stop attempting to murder you.
1: And then Jessica's, well, why were you at uh Mr. Houston's uh, business?
0: Why'd you stop by there?
1: And she's like... I was just there because Joan told me to give him an envelope. That's all I know. It was sealed. I had no idea. I, I can't pull a graph. I just gave him the on her in the envelope.
0: I'm just an assistant. I do what I'm told. That's all I was doing.
1: She's like, I've had, you know what? I'm I have a headache. I got to go back to my room and relax. Right. Joan, uh, comes up to uh, c- confronts her with her husband Victor. And yeah. She is not She's none the wiser. She thinks Victor's a great guy. He comes off like a great guy, even though he he just oozes creep. I, right. I thought
0: they're all like in the lobby of the hotel and everything right. right now, and so this is when Victor makes his big reveal here and confronts them all. Right.
1: Amy makes a beeline out of there. Yeah. So Jessica's like, okay, let me let me let me see what this guy. What's going on with him?
0: Yeah. And Victor talking to Jessica, very patient, very understanding. That's
1: her power, though. That's her mutant power.
0: Uh, is it that, or is Victor just being super creepy here because Oof. he's got? Okay, so she's cause... like,
1: she's like, you rub a, a alligator's belly and it goes to sleep. I don't know if that's true, but I remember Popeye did it once. So I don't know. <laughs> <You> ever <laughs> heard of that? Have anybody heard? Am I a little crazy? You rub a, a alligator's belly and it's supposed to go to sleep.
3: Is that something I, mean, like fucking
1: I remember it from AM a like yeah from a Gary Larson cartoons. <laughs> so, I, I saw I saw it on Popeye. So I guess it's a thing. It's been three different sources. So yeah, uh, I, I try, try it, so. guys. <laughs> try it. Except you see an
4: alligator.
0: Well, no, when I was in Florida one year, I saw that happen. So that was well. Then why mission.
1: were you leaving me hanging? You was just <laughs> like you were staring at me like I didn't know what I was talking First about. First of all, I was
0: not staring. I <laughs> fell into a quick coma. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> all right. So. So uh, he like agrees that he'll let uh, Amy have a couple days to cool off. By He's... Jessica's
0: persistence, yeah. yes, she just kind of looks down on him and tells him, "You need to cool off for a day." And she even waves her hand in front of his face. She pulled a force move on her. Yeah, Jessica is capable I... of the Jedi Force mine. I
1: knew
3: what I will. Yeah, say, she's a field Jedi. Yeah, I thanks. appreciate the fact that Higgins just steps right in front of him and it's just kind of like fuck you you're not you're not seeing her he's a gentleman yeah he doesn't want to see you like he reads it immediately like sometimes higgins can be annoyingly oblivious but when it comes to being chivalrous and being a gentleman he is always fucking on point every time
4: like and
3: and we'll see it later on not don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, he immediately interposes himself, and he's like, "Fuck you! No, you're not seeing her. The lady does not wish to uh for your company." And right. like, he's just stone faced. He's like, "No, nope, you're gonna have to go through me." Well, um, his so props to him, you know, yeah, like absolutely, yeah, I, I love Higgins. Hang on, Higgins a lot, but like, honestly, he's a great fucking character, and yeah. Jonathan Hillman does it so well.
1: Do you? Um, and Do you I just think they they rip on him because of the the shorts that go up to his nipples? Because that was <laughs> well, kind of yeah. bothering me.
3: There's a little of that, and he's just he's yeah. preposterous. But there are moments. I mean, we kind of covered this in a couple of the other you know times we've talked about this. It's like he can pick up a vase and be like, "Oh, this is a fake." Boom, he knows. Uh, he can look at a painting. And he'd be like, "Oh, that's an expert forgery." You know, wine pairing. Uh languages, just etiquette. I mean, he is an amazingly resourceful person. It's just, he's Magnum's foil. So (laughs) you always have to kind of like make fun of him a little bit for it. Yeah. we're,
0: We're used to Magnum being the main character and this. It's kind of like, well, I mean, wishy-washy. You
4: would
1: know better than us, uh, Jack. Is it, they really have heat between each other or is it just, you know, like deep down, they, they respect and love each other. Is that it? Or they really do have genuine like animosity between each other.
3: I think what it really comes down to is that Higgins does not like Magnum's lifestyle, but I feel that deep down, there's a little bit of envy yeah. You know, there there's he, he Magnum comes and goes as he pleases. He gets the ladies, he lives this sort of like fly by the seat of his pants lifestyle. And Higgins is a, he was a career military man. I mean, Magnum was in the military too, but mm-hmm. Higgins was in clearly for far longer in a different generation, a different era, a different way of doing things. Um so he's oh my god, Magnum is the chaos muppet. And Higgins is the order muppet. Holy shit, it all makes sense now. Uh, you it's guys another, need to look, up, you yeah, know, look a, up Chaos Muppet, Order Muppet Theory. But, it <laughs> but it's
2: another part. reason that Magnum is so well written and the characters are so well thought through because he's obviously evoking, uh, if you're a fan of Ian Fleming and John LeCare, he's evoking the stoic gentleman agent, you know, like those stories we have all heard about Christopher Lee stabbing dudes in the back and then just going on with his day, like having tea after straight up killing a dude, and he doesn't show it off, and he doesn't get to kiss the girls. You know, Roll Dahl and all those agents that they did their jobs, and then it's like, oh, I'm just going to go get a job in an office. And and so with Magnum and his outre lifestyle is very, oh, how dare you not be British, you know?
0: Mm. Great character. I feel like Higgins is a very simple character, and we only get to see some real life into him when he feels like he's going to get fucked. (laughs) Basic. You got him right down to the... He's not even a 101 course. He's like a fucking intermediary course. He's preliminary course. Uh, he's just... I'm finally sniffing puss for the first time in <laughs> years. Even though I'm on Hawaii with all these old bitches all over the place.
3: And the stews. Remember the stews?
0: Yes, of course. I made stew tonight. I mean, I no, don't know. Just what stewardesses.
3: Stew. Oh yes, yeah, the stewardess the They refer to them as Stews, the French Stews. Who oh, fly in.
1: The only thing only thing's sexier would be a Swedish stew. That's yeah, right. That's
3: true. That's true. They're so, they're at the top of the stewardess hierarchy. So
0: Jess has sent off Victor, told him, Go ahead, walk yeah. away, come back and visit your wife another day.
1: Right. Cool off, buddy. Yeah. Higgins. Steps in to inform Jessica that they finally set Megan's bail at a hundred k.
0: Wow, that's a bridge too far. Well, that,
1: well, Rick oh, can help me because that's not, well, it's only ten 10%, percent, so ten k, which Rick happens to have, but he's too busy that's with true. his fucking real estate deal.
0: And so, of course, she's going to de- uh, delegate, you know, jobs to everybody. And Joan happened, who have walked up during this whole fucking conversation. So he tells Joan, watch over Amy. And then Jess is going to head straight over to police has headquarters with Higgins.
1: Right. So they they go over there to talk with uh, Magnum about what's going on. Right. We learn that Robin Masters is bitched out. He was supposed... He was due in. He's still in Greece. He's right. not coming back. He's enjoying the Greek, the Greek lifestyle. You know what that means, the Greek lifestyle.
3: <laughs> and... Uh, it, like, He's a novelist, uh, okay? We call it research. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we
1: knew experience all life's pleasures. so uh,
0: it's not long enough, Jack.
3: <laughs> Look, what? sometimes it is, sometimes it is. It depends on how much you've had to drink. Was
0: Jack telling us about his story about the novellas? Oh, where people will complain yeah, yeah, about it, was five it being days long ago so That was sorry, five days ago. I'm sorry, that. everybody.
1: So yeah, so so they're all planning on mass Master, Robin Masters to bail him out, but he's 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 a persona non grata, I don't know. And uh they're going over the 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 jewels they found with Amy, like maybe that's something. They're just going over everything. And Magnum, out of
3: curiosity, I punched in A $100,000 bail in 1986 is equivalent to over a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> oh, wow. So as, Absolutely absurd that that's what he
1: shot an upstanding citizen like Paul Mayfield. apparently, apparently. Uh, he pulls a lot
0: of water in this town. Lebowski,
3: that apparently, the the captain (laughs) of detectives at Hawaii 5 0 or whatever doesn't know that this guy is like you know a contract killer on the side
1: so one phone uh,
3: call to ice pick we know
1: well he probably knows all this but he's got it out for a uh, magnum he's just fuck i want to put magnum away i don't give a shit it's
3: a cock fetish i think is what it
1: I mean. is yes and okay so jessica's going way out, literally out of her way because she's in fucking hawaii right to like help this guy she just met and he has to he's like you know what your theory sounds something straight out of a novel. He's like, you know, and straight by the way, out of
0: one of your novels.
1: You and by the way, I read The lace. Why well, i haven't Finished it because it's kind of boring, but I it's obviously the psychiatrist did it.
0: And we just get this nice aura Actually, you no, know what? Yeah. Aura. Go yes. ahead. Give us the Jessica <laughs> Sass here.
2: Oh, uh, I was looking up pictures of Ian Fleming's Party Island. What are we doing here?
0: This is, we're (laughs) nine hours into this field trip.
2: I am so sorry. (laughs) There's a lot of
3: liquor going on in both of your guests. Yeah,
0: Actually, (laughs) it was the lawyer is what she says. Mm, The lawyer, Ian Fleming, lawyer extraordinaire.
1: (laughs) Well, here's a scene I'm sure you're familiar with, Abra. We go back to Joan and her massage hmm. Break it down. What is going on?
2: Oh, this is fantastic. So a, a simple rule in Murder, She Wrote is you'll get a sense of who the real murder is because they'll suddenly become much sexier. They just <laughs> really turn on the jets.
1: And- That's right! That's yeah. right, because our last episode, uh, Alex Kyrus' wife, I don't remember her mm-hmm. name. She can she just-
2: yeah, she just gets yeah. hotter and hotter, and now she's smoking, and you're like, oh no, smoking! And yeah, so Joan goes from, you know, kind of coming on to uh, Magnum, to now she's essentially trying to pay for sex, and she's saying to this guy, "Oh, you've got big hands, want to give me a massage? This oh poor God. young
1: boy who's just working, trying to work his way through college by being a, mas- you know, masseuse. Yeah, was he a masseuse? I don't think he was even a masseuse. I think he was just a no. fucking no, Bella. He op. was
0: not even a masseuse. Yeah. He was just she flashes
1: a yeah. hundred on him. That's a lot of money. That's that's at least two hundred grand that's in, in 19- 2020. He just up and
4: do it, frankly.
0: I think he was going to, but then he got bailed out in a minute here.
3: He, he he's bald. Far less appealing women in his time
0: there. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, we're talking about Hawaii here.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a Hawaii resort hotel. That dude crushes ass. It he was he's
4: dipped he's, he's
2: his wick three times today. He's probably just tired. But I love Thanks. the way he just takes the money and just oh, puts it in his pocket. The
3: fuck out. Of yeah, <laughs> like <What'd> Yeah. <laughs>
1: And she, you know, he was a Hawaiian guy. She could have him killed. That's all I'm saying. A white woman. Oh, she's just God. like, look, I'm just way gonna, to make hey. it bleak. <laughs> she's just like, I think I was raped. I don't know. You know, it could be anything. <laughs> yeah. But he, he takes off. She's like, I don't need the money. I'm rich. Take my hundred dollars, little boy. Jessica walks in, and she, uh, and she, she gets Joan to admit that she sent Amy with that envelope to Houston. Yeah. Because she's like, look, here's the deal. I'm selling my late husband's business to Houston, and I was just using Jason as a middleman for that deal. That was the whole thing. I wasn't fucking Jason. Why? Why fuck Jason? You've seen him lately? Right. Trash.
0: Exactly. Ginty level. Because John, of course, walks in on... Oh, wait. Wait,
1: what? Jessica walks in on her trying to assault that young boy. That's right. So Jessica's like, all right, well, I'll go see Houston. And this is my this is my second favorite scene, besides the, the kitty table. Uh, magnum. <laughs> they get to Houston's place. She walks in. There's a he's dead on the ground <laughs> oh with the chuck outline around him. And then we go. And she's like, "Oh my god, what happened?" He's like, "We see this." I love. I love the, there's like this Asian guy working the scene. And the look of, like, disappointment on his face, he picks up a Detroit Tigers baseball cap. And it's just like,
3: Browning rolls in, open and shut case. It's got to be Magnum. Oh, God. So absurd. As if the uh, private investigator who's been doing this for years now is going to be like, "Ah, ah, shit, I just left my fucking ball cap at the scene of the crime we're not leaving a tiger's
0: cap those are yeah. cool they're too cool to leave for real and hawaii you have to fly that over right. or fly yeah, I, kept, over with. I kept
2: thinking about on scooby-doo whenever uh, fred would lose his ascot you knew he was going to be like charged with some shit like oh where's my ascot oh you're responsible for the triple homicide and rapes oh no
0: now, Aubrey, is this is is this a regular and fucking uh, the murder she wrote universe where they just tons leave... of
1: circumstantial
0: evidence? Yeah, kind of like oh well, clearly only one person in the world wears the Detroit Tigers hat.
2: Yes, exactly. There's an episode I would love to watch. Griff watch with Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston getting. Oh,
0: I know. I know that, this. You know, I want to watch. Yeah. it. And it's it
2: involves parking strategies like you have to pay attention to who would have access to a car that's the level we're at
0: i want it i want that (laughs) so bad i learned about that a while ago and i said murray i think we need to do a murder she wrote and then a year later Barbara, you came around and said i (laughs) want to do a murder she wrote so it was perfect
2: but yes circumstantial evidence a hat a cap car keys a tennis racket
0: yeah yeah i want that i want that all day so we'll have to work that out in the future but until then we got a present and it needs jessica
1: goes there's (laughs) no way it could be magnum he's in jail and then browning goes oh yeah he got bail he he's he got bailed out this morning and then we one hour ago and we just pulled the meat thermometer out of the guy's ass he's been dead for less than an hour all right
0: So So, here's our working theory. (laughs) He got bailed out of jail. Drove 45 minutes over here. Killed this guy. Left his hat. (laughs) Open and shut case. (laughs) Hands tied. Good night. Thank you. I do. Have a good good night. Bang. (laughs) God
1: damn it. I'm sorry. So Jessica goes back to Magnum. Uh. Well, no, Magnum gets out, because he's out on bail. I'm sorry. Magnum's yeah, out on bail, yes. He is breaking into Jessica's room this time. She's making a bath for herself.
0: Oh, yeah. And she's, of course, in a full robe and everything, but right. they still make the scene kind of chase, like he's trying to break in on right. her. Right, and, and
1: she's like, who the hell? He's like, it's me. And she's like, well, why did he break in? He's like, I can't be hanging outside. I'm a wanted man. I'm a wanted man. And he's like, by the way, I finished that book. It was okay.
0: How does he know he's a wanted man already?
1: <laughs> huh? Because I think there's, like, he's, he, I don't know. He heard, like, he's an police APB. Yes, I'm sure. He's got like, police radio. Uh, I don't know. So you guys aren't
2: more concerned about the fact that he tracked down a copy of her book while he was on the run?
1: I thought he was doing it while he was in jail. It's a perfect <laughs> yeah. way of time to read yeah, while thought, you're in okay. jail.
0: I thought that's what happened is he got her book in jail.
1: Yeah, doesn't Jessica just carry her book with her wherever she goes? Like, you might want to read
0: this. You just leave them hanging up
2: as a bog roll. You know?
0: Right. Exactly. He needed a toilet paper? Yes, Again. <laughs> and then he's like,
2: that's how he didn't know the ending he started at the wrong end yeah
4: oh
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow I think we're just gonna Look, end the episode right here discussing running a train on Jessica Walter's is fine <laughs> discussing wiping one's ass the pages from a novel the prince of bridge too far I'm
1: sorry oh, I, I agree we're ending the episode so. <laughs> Go watch, go watch Murder <laughs> Shiro, and Figure it out yourself.
3: I, we're just going to
0: continue this episode and talk about the kind of uh, seafood platter we'll have while we're running this train on Jessica Walter. To it's have... going to be golden needles, esque oh, you better believe it. And <laughs> we'll be well need, hydrated. I need my energy Jack's, for a train on Jessica Jack's Walter. going to make sure cat. we're well hydrated and uh, Better family. believe it.
4: <laughs>
1: All right, so Jessica's like, when did you last wear your uh, Detroit Tigers hat? And he's like, last time I had it on
0: was uh, when Pamela arrived. Yeah. I introduced myself to them. I tipped my cap. I doffed my cap to them. And yeah, after that, I went to my room and washed my face. And Joan showed up. And I don't remember. So
1: the killer must have taken it and planned to not only kill Mayfield, but Houston as well and pin it all on me. And then she she reveals the whole thing that Houston was killed an hour after bail was made. Yeah. and then And then he's like... Magnum goes he's like all right well I'm going to go over to Higgins have a talk with him but he yeah. wasn't there we well, get yeah, well, she asked him where were you when the murder took place and he's like I went to Higgins but he wasn't there so it's kind of shady we don't like you know obviously we believe when we believe magnum right it's
3: also just so absurd this this fiction that Browning has a that th- fine the idea that magnum might have killed uh Mayfield in error slash whatever oh we busted you But the idea that Magnum gets bailed out by Mm -hmm. Joan. I mean, Browning obviously knows who bailed Magnum out. And then within an hour of being bailed out of prison, he shows up at this other guy's house, shoots him in the back with a gun that's almost identical to the gun that he always carries and drops his hat. Like, where is the, what is the motive That's like, what is the motive? He never even, he just calls Magnum like a drugstore cowboy. It's some bullshit term that he gives him. But he never actually lays out a reason for Magnum to kill this guy. "Ah, Which is just absurd. It's like a judge is just going to throw this out. A judge is just going to throw this out. It's ludicrous.
0: It is absolutely. He
1: ridiculous. did call him a drugstore cowboy. I thought drugstore cowboys were junkies that robbed pharmacies. Isn't that? What
4: yeah, it's, it's,
3: it's, it's, I don't know. The whole Browning fixation is honestly one of the weakest parts of this whole double episode. I mean, not that a cop can't be an incompetent dipshit asshole, but like this idea that he creates this fantasy in which Magnum is somehow the reason for all of these murders is just...
2: Ugh. Yeah, I was hoping Jack was going to reveal that Browning had it out for him or is corrupt or something, but...
3: Yeah. yeah. Maybe that happens later on, I don't know. Mm, mm, mm.
0: Browning's whole I motivation haven't. throughout this whole thing, because clearly he is just praying for evidence to point this out. I haven't thing, watched
3: actually. this late into the series in so long. So okay. I no
0: yeah, I have a feeling that Browning is definitely looking to flush this turd. All right. That
1: night, action. they're having. Speaking of Lou they're having one. Jessica mm-hmm. heads down. She spots Pam having a little chat with her buddy Jason. Mm-hmm. Pam gets spooked by that when she's when her eyes meet Jessica. She's like, like she's she's, she's bit acting kind of guilty.
0: Right, because of course Jason is supposed to be only introduced into her life by Joan randomly pulling this guy out of the beach. Right. So why would they be fucking talking home. exactly?
1: So Pam just tries to play it cool because Jessica comes over. I think
0: uh, Jason excuses himself. Right, Jason just fucks right off. Right, he doesn't want to be questioned. And by she's fucking... just is like,
1: "I thought you didn't. You just met him the other day." She's like, "I did. It was just Qu- He just happened to be here. He stopped by. And said hi.
0: Yeah, but suddenly it starts to become clear that it's like not only did Jessica or Pamela know." Uh, Amy before, which she said that she never knew Amy before. It's uh, like everything started to fall into place. Stories are starting to get mixed up and everything. Well, and- she's
1: talking about how Joan didn't just meet him that day either. He's this middleman for this business deal. That's that right. Gonna have. So and and then Jay- oh, no, Jason's still there because he's like yeah, fuck women. She's a huge pain in the ass. I was I had this deal set up weeks ago, oh. but she just wants more money. <laughs> That's
0: we're too fucking tired for this, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a mystery show like that, we're too tired, right? For
2: yeah, oh. Jessica astonishes everyone with her deductive reasoning of just guessing something and saying, "Oh, I thought the negotiation stopped," and he's like, "How did you know that?" What? And- <laughs>
0: A lot of just those what zoom in moments happen.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so so we so this is why this deal can't go through because Joan keeps raising the price. She thinks she's worth more than she really is. Right,
0: and she's just a single woman. She's not even married. She doesn't have any kids. She doesn't deserve a company.
1: And then Pam drops that she tried to uh she she let Victor know where Amy was. Right, and. And then Jessica's like, "Wait, I thought you didn't know who Amy was. I thought Amy was just the secretary to Joan. I didn't think you knew who this she was."
4: Well,
0: I actually did know her. Kind of, she was a friend of a friend. And I gave her a job, and next thing you know, I'm trying to help her out. She's a kid on the on the rough side of the tracks.
1: So once again, Jess plays dumb. She's like, "Oh yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Okay, okay." Right. So Jess
0: is going to go back. You know, she finishes up, comforts Pam. Yeah, you're doing great. Everything's wonderful. Yeah. You're, you're, you're definitely innocent in all this. She's going to step back to her room. And Watching she it. walks by Amy's room. It's been forced open. Yeah. So, of course, she's got to go griff around and make sure that she's okay by checking in her drawers and everything. Right. That's the first thing you, <laughs> you do. do. first thing you wow. do.
1: You want to make sure nothing's been stolen.
0: Exactly, and that's where people keep things. Because
1: is, does anybody do this when you're at a hotel? Do you actually put your clothes in Never. the drawers? You just leave it in your suitcase, right?
3: No, I'm I'm that guy. Oh, okay, I I unpack oh. everything. I do, I do. I know. Okay, I've been made fun of. For that multiple you're being times, made fun of again. <laughs> yes. I, I do it. I do it. I unpack even if it's only a couple of nights. I unpack the suitcase. Yeah. You know I
1: mean. Well, your shit's never wrinkled. So who's the dummy here?
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah huh. Exactly. it's
2: yeah, like, like dressed. We should make clear to the audience at home. Jack looks great. So he's got to steam and press and do that little ironing thing with the corner. You know.
3: I do in fact break out the ironing board and Good. iron. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I also have to interject. Uh, the commentary on Captain Browning, he is only in that one episode of Magnum P.I. What? What? That's it. It It's like he's a nemesis to Magnum. Yeah, that's That's... what I
2: thought. I thought Jack was going to reveal, oh, Browning's been after his ass for years.
3: Nope. Yeah, no, I just started digging because I was like, there's got to be something about this. And like, nope, that's the only episode of Magnum P.I. the guy appears on. And then he appears on this episode of Murder, She Wrote as Captain Browning. And then he actually appears... Uh in two other episodes a murder she wrote as different characters.
2: <laughs> wow. So th- this this is Angela's squeeze isn't it?
4: <laughs> so,
0: so this is this clearly is the figment of uh, Angela's imagination, mm-hmm. uh, Jessica's imagination, so she could have a feud with somebody. Because she needs tension happening here. She needs somebody to pin the murder on Magnum so she can be the hero. Well, you need, because like,
1: like Jack was saying, it's the, the evidence is such bullshit. You have to have some guy who's crazy hate God. of, like, Magnum.
0: Right. And you need to have a convincing figure, an authority, Captain Browning, to convince everybody Yet, yeah, you're doing a good job.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Idea.
0: There
2: yeah. is no motivation on murder she wrote. They pin what's ex Mrs. James Cameron's name, a Terminator Lady. They pin the Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, Hamilton. They pin Brian Cranston's blowed up murder on her just like, well, she was here, so she did it. It's like I guess okay. I'm not
3: watching that yeah, episode. We gotta do that. I'm looking at nineteen eighty five.
2: For fans Griff, of short shorts, for fans of short shorts, Brian Cranston's legs are excellent.
1: Griff, check oh, off that Aubra episode. No. It will not be happening. No,
3: no, <laughs> no, it's happening.
1: Okay. This is
3: pretty awesome though. This guy apparently is in Magnum. He's then on Simon and Simon, which Simon and Simon has a crossover episode with Magnum.
1: Oh my God, we got to find a Simon and Simon <laughs> yeah.
3: fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, have... yeah, he's three different characters between this episode and uh, apparently one last episode, 1990 uh, on Murder, She Wrote. So Mm -hmm. I think this plays back to Aubrey mentioned that uh, Andrew (laughs) Lansbury liked bringing in older actors uh, to keep their SAG cards, you know, valid. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, no, that guy appears more on Murder, She Wrote than he does on Magnum.
1: Yeah, she probably paid for his dental plan
3: that all plan
1: <laughs> So Amy's hotel room is ransacked.
0: Ran. And uh
1: she, and uh she walks in on uh we know she knows Jessica's MO, Griffin. Griffin. So she thinks uh Jessica was responsible for this. Exactly. And she's like, "No, I just happened to be walking by and I noticed this." And she's like, where are your diamonds at? She's like, well, they're on me, of course. And then when that happens, all of a sudden, Victor just leaps in through a window with a with crow the
0: crowbar. With a crowbar, yeah.
1: And he's like, I'm going to kill you, bitch. Give this, me that, those this diamonds. This is
0: how a teenager oh. would pri- write a, a play for the high school theater. Yes.
1: So we're like, holy shit, we're about to see poor Jessica Fletcher get her skull caved in by a crowbar. Because
0: she's willing to step in between them and everything. Right. And he's like, look, you're the innocent bystander. No one's going to question what happened to you. I'll just crack your fucking skull open. Your brains will explode out. <laughs> Have you ever heard of fist of the North Star? <laughs> I'm
3: so tired.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, we're in, come on, we're in the home stretcher
0: we're
3: so <laughs> I'm going. just picturing okay. the like the punch that kind of like moves in the circular motion and pushes. Yeah, advances, I mean. that's what we should all be imagining. Speaking, of. well, I, knows what I'm talking about. I know.
1: I'm glad you brought this up because yes. we see a demonstration of it just seconds later because Higgins oh, yeah. walks in.
3: Yeah. Oh, I love this fucking moment so much. I love the scene. It, Was this a good pop off moment for Higgins? Oh yeah. No, I I am 110% here for it. When he pops in that fucking karate pose. Oh yeah. And he's just like, "Bring it. I'll fucking kill you with my bare hands like I did some Germans back in the yeah. 40s." He, and I, he, the dude comes for him and he, he gives him as good as he got. Like he pulls out he, the line, my hands are registered weapons yeah, with the yeah. FBI. <laughs>
4: and
3: then he just then we get
1: the worst Star Trek level stunt double. <laughs> Fly.
3: they're just rolling <laughs> around just, on the ground <laughs> they are but honestly it, it, you know like this would be one of those moments where like the guy thinks that he's all that and then tries to take on the bad guy and gets slapped aside but Higgins actually like l- muckles on to this guy and is like no like you're gonna no, have to kill it? me in order to like Get to these women. Right. Once again, I'm like, you know what? Higgins sometimes doesn't realize his age and doesn't realize his skill set is a little deteriorated, but he doesn't fucking care. Because what a gentleman is there to do is to protect the women, and that's what he does. And so it's like props to Higgins. I mean, that guy's got a fucking crowbar. He could kill him with one blow. Higgins doesn't care. He gets into the fight. So respect for the character willing to risk his life to defend these two women
2: exactly and this is such a good balancing act you see a lot in Murder she wrote where uh, jessica never portrays her friends she protects them as best she can and all the women on these shows are empowered you'll notice that no one seems to have any kids in this world and you know but at some point the men need to step up and be gentlemen and it's it's a, it's a good balance that'll appeal to an older
0: audience chivalrous very chivalrous. Yeah. I mean Higgins yeah. takes a fucking blow to the head. He fucking tell he gets up and he says, Jessica, I dine on blood. I eat tea. I mingle
1: I dine on
0: danger and
1: I whatever non death whatever. Yeah. A shit he, victory. Right. And it worked <laughs> and guess what, guys? It worked. Jessica's melting for him. She's like, Oh my hero. That's right. <laughs>
3: oh, it's you amazing. Know. He's like, but it was just a flesh wound. It's fine. <laughs>
1: So Amy, Amy, the lying bitch that she is, is like, you know what? This is this has all been crazy. I think can she you very leader. Can you? Uh, uh, she has her diamonds with her. She's yeah, like, could you the keep case. these in Robin Master's vault yes. for me? And he, and he's like, "Why, well, of course I can do Your
0: that. Your chivalry, sir, has made me realize I should entrust my diamond case to you. Would you please put those away? I'm going to go run off and shriek like a young woman like I am. Right,
1: and then she, so she gives him the, the the box of the diamonds, and she runs off, and then Higgins goes, wow, I was surprised by that. I thought for sure she would try to fence those diamonds.
0: I thought she'd be offended by the fact that actually I've been following Amy because... Uh, uh, Magnum thought that he w- or she was going to sell the diamonds. So again, we're seeing that Higgins, even though he doesn't outwardly respect uh, Magnum, he's always going against him, always being like a shit in his cut. He still listens to him. And yeah, he- Jack,
2: isn't this proof that at some level he does trust Magnum?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that they... <sighs> I don't want to call it like frenemies, but that's mm. really how it is that like he and Magnum spar every episode, but he understands at this level, he does not want to admit. And again, he's told Magnum multiple times. I hate the way you live. You know, that's what it is. He doesn't like the way Magnum lives his easy breezy loafing lifestyle. But he recognizes the fact that Magnum gets shit done. He does, you know, like when it comes to a life death, life and death situation, Higgins and Magnum actually work together pretty well. Uh, and it happens multiple times where they actually, you know, and Higgins might be like, no, 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 I'm the one in charge. And Magnum might be like, no, no, Higgins, I'm the one in charge. You know, that kind of banter. But like, no, the, the, at the end of the day, uh, like the episode we did a while back with TC, or was it that uh, I can't remember? But <laughs> it, it, it's when uh, when we're all punch Magn- drunk. <laughs> yeah, but but when Magnum is willing to leave the premises and pack up and leave, uh, for Higgins to do this favor, he's like, nope, fuck it, I'll leave. I just need you to develop this photo, and it's for you know some case, uh and that's Higgins right. is like wow like okay like that's something that Higgins as a military man respects and I think it circles back around to what we were talking about uh, with the ending of last episode where he's like you know you back your friends even when it's not the greatest move and yeah. so yeah there's always this sort of begrudging uh, even though it's not voice because you know they're men, and men don't talk about feelings. We just sort of, you know, uh, blow past that. But there is this grudging respect between the characters. So, Oh,
2: yeah. I love that. I love that level of loyalty. Yeah, Rockford Files, Matt watches way too often. But uh, the Angel will just straight up betray people for no discernible reason. <laughs> like he's out there in the parking lot just stealing your hubcaps. What are you doing, man? Well, your guess- best friend. <laughs>
1: Guess what, guys? I think this was a moment where Higgins should have trusted Magnum because that lion bitch Amy did steal take the diamonds with her because Swirped that fi- that box is empty. That's right. And isn't that the last Diamond we ever see plot. of Amy? Like, what the fuck? Amy just yeah. annoyed me. Amy just her whole disapp- subplot. Fuck her. Yeah. Yeah. She, fuck she, that she, character.
3: Yeah.
0: She kind of it was just
3: there to continue muddying the waters. And I, if I was to have one big criticism of this whole episode. Browning is stupid, but you know what? Cops will do that. You know, they'll like lock on to this rogue element and be like, no, fuck you. Like, it's more important for me to put you it's more important for me to arrest someone and close the case than it is to actually arrest the right person. Yeah, that's totally ge- legitimate. It happens all the time. But the <laughs> idea that you've got these three women that the plot constantly juggles is who's the real focus of what's going on i think having amy in it and then the husband who shows up it it was unnecessary to the plot it just added a complication that didn't need to be there
1: that's the beauty of columbo because you know who the killer is right from the beginning right you don't don't have you you don't don't need to try to do the
0: subterfuge and everything it's like you just can make it tight from there and this does get very loosey goosey, and so Jessica, of course, has got to put a plan in action. She here. sees
1: Joan sneaking out of a room, and you know, when Jessica sees an empty room, she's got to do some grifting.
0: Right, and she learned a trick from Joan apparently, because she shows up to the fucking maid and has a twenty in her hand.
1: <laughs> Did she? I thought. They, I thought she just. Yeah, but she pretended like that was her room. She's like, I lost Because remember, this is the 80s, but they actually had fucking keys. They didn't have yeah, those key, code key cards, things. anything like that. And so she's like, well, I guess I can help you out, you know. And then she, I guess she waved that 20 under her Wow,
0: I jumped forward like an hour into this episode earlier. Because this is where we get to hear that the maid is trying to be all helpful. Do you want me to call down? Do you want me to do this? Do you want me to do that? and she's like oh no no no. i just gotta go do you want me to help you look in your drawer for everything no just go away i'll look in my room for what i need well it just so turns out well she said yeah
1: what jessica said was i left my key in my room and when they get in the room there's no key. She's so like, Oh, I must have left it at the beach or something. Oh,
0: that was it. Okay. And
1: then she's like, Well, I trust you. Whatever. You're an, you're an old white woman. I trust you. Right.
0: But she calls down to get a new key registered right. for her and everything. Right. And as Jessica's searching through Joan's room, we get a call down at the lobby.
1: Right. Joan is walking in the lobby. Right. Or she just came down because she was just up at her room and right. she gets a page or whatever. She
0: hears the page go yeah. off for her. I forget the last name, but Joan, yeah. come get your key. And she's like, I'm Joan such and such. I'll take my key now. And right. she's smart enough, you know, she's a savvy 43-year-old woman, so of course she's figured this out. Right. Someone's fucking around with her room.
1: Right. So she goes up to the room in Midgraph, Jessica in Midgraph, she's just going through everything.
0: Oh yeah. But, of course, Jessica's got, you know, she's used to these situations. She's used to the improv. She's used to people being further under her will, and so she could just say, I was never here, and wave her hand across their face and just walk out the door. But Joan, with all of her moxie, is able to see through that. Right. So she actually questions, what are you doing in here? Perfect Jessica Walter fashion. And... You're thinking there's going to be a big battle of the minds here, but Jessica tries to sway her. I was just looking for your Tylenol.
1: And is that when Joan just confesses?
0: Well, Joan doesn't buy yeah. it, so she pretty much confesses. She realizes she's matched her wits, apparently.
1: Well, yeah, she goes straight Bond villain. She's like, I'm going to monologue. I'm going to kill you, by the way. But first, that I'm was. Like...
2: Jessica Bateser, her, yeah, bait, Jessica Bateser, her, and going back to something Jack had said earlier, the casual little white lies that Jessica uses with the maid indicate the mind of a creative bullshit artist, I an author, no offense Jack, and so she's, you can tell that Jessica is at her heart a storyteller, and she's kind of loving that Joan is standing in front of her, you know, putting together a weapon about to kill her, because some part of her is like, this is just like in a novel!
3: I do remember an episode of Murder, She Wrote. It's not this one. Probably an earlier one. Where, uh, this is just like one little sliver of a memory. Where Jessica has been cornered by a killer. Who was like screwing the silencer onto the gun. And she's actually like, "Ooh, well, that's, that's interesting. I've never, actually, I've never actually seen one of those in person. And like, she's... <laughs> That like the novelist part of your brain kicks in and you're like, Oh, this is actually really cool to see. Like that's that's what you do. Yeah, that's really, really I know you're gonna just shoot me in a couple seconds, but like, oh, oh, like so it makes me laugh that she's just yeah, sitting there like teasing the details out of Joan as Joan's screwing the suppressor onto the 45. Like, yeah, I'm I'm about to kill you. But uh, yeah, I'm just gonna tell you my story. I'm gonna let you uh let you know that you've pieced all the pieces together, but I'm gonna shoot you in the head and so you know, well you, guess...
1: you know you know what Jack I need we need to make this episode a little longer so I have a question for you <laughs> you, you would know this yes, so you are screwing on the silencer. Does that mean like every gun has threading in it so that it can be screwed
3: no. on? No, it doesn't you need an actually very a, usually a barrel that's actually longer. Than the slide, because uh, we're going to get into the fucking weeds here. But uh, well, well, when you the digest
1: f- version yeah. of it, uh,
3: the way that gun is constructed, you, there's no space. Even if that barrel was threaded, um, there's what's called a bushing. Which, if you know anything about valves, and pipes, of course I know, like that, yeah. a bushing. <laughs> uh, there's a bushing at the end of that muzzle that. Uh, connects sort of like the barrel to the slide and the the silencer would have to get screwed on past that bushing which you can't do so the barrel actually uh guns with suppressors the barrel has to be longer than the slide if you google this you'll see it sometimes there's like a uh safety nut that's screwed on over that that protects the threads for when you're not using the silencer or a suppressor, technically speaking, um, and then you would unscrew that sort of protective uh, cap from the barrel and then screw your suppressor on. So the idea that any gun can just have a suppressor screwed onto it is nonsense. You, okay. you need a barrel and sometimes the gun itself to be very carefully built so it can do that. Okay. See, the silence you're hearing
2: is me and Griffey being baffled because we just thought all guns were magic.
3: Yeah, guns are magic. It's very true. Yeah. So, but they hold so, as many bullets as you need, unless <laughs> for dramatic purposes you need to run out of bullets. Uh. <laughs> but, Joan
1: talks. Yeah, she admits yeah. she want to sell the company, but fucking, we live in a man's world in 1987.
0: And look at me, yeah. I'm a. Fucking titan of women. I'm forty and I'm fuckable. Well, she admitted she's I, like, I
1: built that business just as much as my husband did. Right. And it's, this fucking Houston guy just wants to like uh, uh, hostile takeover of my company.
0: Right. Literally the plot of Arrested Development is that yeah. Jessica Walter character actually the S is appropriate there. Jessica Walter's character. Yeah, I did that right. Uh You know, she did have a big part of the company and where it was heading, and she does here. And so she's like, why shouldn't I own this fucking company? I can do coke off a guy's boner. I could do a coke off a woman's butt. I can eat sushi off a naked woman. Why can't I do fucking fucking things?
1: She's like,
2: yes, yes, exactly. The, The huge motivation in the show, you know, other than, you know, the women empowerment is the fear of social status. Everyone in Murder, She Wrote, is just casually rich. Even Jessica, who will make little jokes about she can't really loan you the money right now. Everyone is vaguely rich. So the biggest fear, Joan's huge fear here,
1: is to lose all her money. Mm. That's, 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 uh, that's every rich person's fear. No one wants mm-hmm. to go
0: back in, uh, not rich. And yeah.
1: she's like, and then when I when I saw, when those guys tried to run us off the road, I knew that was Houston. I yeah. knew he was serious. He would kill me.
0: And I was not frantic. I was fucking angry.
1: Yeah. So she just admits all all these murders she was involved with. It's she's full like, Columbo moment.
0: Yeah, I stole Master's
1: everyone. gun when I was at the place with the silencer. Exactly. And I'm and all like like uh, Jack said, she's while she's doing all of this while screwing on her silencer.
0: Explains how she stole Magnum's Detroit Tigers cap, right. went to the other murder site, dropped the cap with perfect. Fucking yeah. I like it. It went
1: on for so long. Magnum had like an hour to like scale the building. Scale the building.
0: Shuffle oh along the windowsills.
1: And yeah. I, I think uh I don't know if we alluded to on the show or beforehand, we see some of the nastiest not fresh white rear boxes I've ever seen. Gross. These grimy shoes are walking along the ledge. I'm like, there's no way Magnum would wear those shoes. But hey, it's a stunt, man.
0: Right. So Jessica is just about to be shot by gunbot. And then Magnum pops into the room and says, hey, I'm here now. So she's like, okay, I'll shoot you instead. Magnum throws out the bluff. Well, you can't shoot me. I called the police, and you'll look very guilty if I'm dead here. Well, thank you, Jack, for sending over the gun <laughs> with the bushel that can hold the silencer. Is that what that is? Bushel in your yeah, head, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I have ADD, and you're not helping. <laughs> bam!
1: Fam, indeed. And she's like, I'm going to call your bluff, Mr. Magnum. I'm going to kill you. And then all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. It's the cops.
0: Joan, of course, does what any person would do when you hear a sudden noise. She turns to the door and shoots at it.
1: Well, I do. But if I hear it's the cops, then I immediately shoot at it. Yeah, I know. And Magnum grabs the gun out of her hand. And the cops bust in to see Magnum holding the gun.
0: Oh, It's Browning's there and everything. And Jess plays woman in distress. Oh, my God, he was holding me at gunpoint.
1: And then they were like, this woman wouldn't lie. She's too grandmotherly. All right, Magnum, <laughs> you're off. The, you're the Drowning of
0: course, is there. So yeah. he's like, well, of course, Magnum's guilty of this. Right. It takes Jessica stepping up and saying, hey, everybody, he's innocent and no one is buying it. And then she waves her hand across the, all their faces. And it then is. they go... Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can Mary explain writer. everything.
1: And then and then everything's just cleared up right with that that Jedi move.
0: It literally the scene transitions as our hand crosses the right. that was a
1: nice swipe. That was very tasty. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. And so we're now on the beach. It's it's that's the epilogue. We're ending the episode. Everyone's like, Thank
0: God. I know. <laughs>
1: So it's Jessica and Magnum walking on the beach. Jessica has like a, a, a newspaper with her that says like Magnum cleared of all charges and shit. And she's like, "I'll keep this as a souvenir of my trip to Hawaii." And it turns out Magnum didn't call the police. They just saw a creep yes. climbing, probably, probably trying to watch someone take a shower. It <laughs> probably happens all the time. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so
0: they la- they have a good laugh about it. We almost got killed.
1: And then Magnum's like. Level with me. Do you really know the governor? She's like, well, he's a friend of a friend. Not not really.
0: So we also <laughs> get closure on Amy's whole story. The jewels were in fact hers. Right. Why we need closure on the worst character in this episode? <laughs> because we-
1: her <laughs> grandma can't sleep at night if she doesn't know what happened to Amy. That's so remember, this is a grandma show. Okay. And Victor thrown in jail finally.
0: That's right. And uh magnum he's like uh he's good see we're back at the robin uh master's estate okay and they're loading up the luggage into the jeep so they can take uh jessica back like to the, the airport, airport. Yeah. and magnum's like oh jessica i can give you a ride and higgins is like oh no sir it would
3: not be a bother to me
1: you're gonna see how pissed he is. he's like can i get some alone time with this
3: woman and of I course higgins Body language is just and of course the fact that he is wearing a fucking three-piece suit at this. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Like and, Ma- and Magnum she, can her. <laughs> Magnum picks
1: up on it, so he's gonna like fuck with him no, all. He
0: does what my mom used to do when I was like, Yeah, a girl's coming over. I'm hanging out with her when <laughs> I was like in high school. Yeah. And my mom would pin me in a corner and be like, What's this girl doing? Why haven't I met her? Is she your friend or is she your girlfriend? Telling
3: like, me get
1: the mom, fuck out of the way. Mom, we're just running the train.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she said,
1: as long as you're honest with me. Yeah. Play safe. <laughs> we're a condom. Clean underwear.
0: Yes, this is exactly the things my mom said.
1: So yeah, so Magnum's like, and Jessica's like, well, he could come to the airport with us. And like Magnum's like giggling himself. He's like, ah, another cock block on Higgins. And then then Magnum lets him off the hook. He's like, no, no, you yeah, two yeah. go.
0: So Higgins returns to uh, putting the luggage in the car. Magnum gets his moment alone with Jessica. And this is where they have a nice bro off here. Right. Because Magnum comes in close. He finally respects her. Yes. yes. And they respect each other, but they also.
1: It took Magnum... getting him getting him off a of murder rap to get yeah, her respect. Rid-
0: <laughs> but Magnum needs to make sure that she stays out of his territory though.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's still. Yeah. He's like, look, how about this? you don't play you don't get a pi license and i won't take up a i won't pick up a typewriter <laughs> and then they give a nice little high five freeze frame and then the, then then just to call back to the last episode we get a nice epilogue which confused the fuck out of me when i was watching the first episode yeah it did which apparently sense. was supposed to take place after the scene we just talked about where magnum is just hanging out at the compound uh, Higgins comes in with that newspaper and he says, Here, "Here's a little gift that Jessica sent you, and it's about you know solving the crime." Thank you. <laughs> and and then he brings up, he's like, "What happened to those near-dwell friends of yours and that deal?" And like, he's like, "I heard I, it's good you didn't go through with it because I heard it's a total scam." Yeah, it was
0: in the newspaper.
1: And Maggie's like, "Oh no, we're still going through with it." Yeah. Yeah, I have no money, but I'm taking out a loan. I just took I just got, I, I just stole the deed from Robin Masters' house to get this 10 grand. <laughs> and I'm going through with it. You know why? Oh, because wow. friends they stick with friends even when they're doing the worst thing possible
0: incredible
1: and then then cuz this is what confused me cuz then Higgins goes I think I need a vacation. I think I need to go to uh maybe Maine. So I was excited to think the next episode was, gonna was going gonna to be them going to Maine. Right. Oh wow. No, it wasn't. We got swerved.
4: <laughs>
1: All right. Wow. That we,
0: we told you to put the catheters. Yeah, out. and it, well... Yeah. I hope you kept them in for the week between episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I hope you just did. I hope after you listen to the first episode, you just went hot. You didn't drink anything when the next episode came on because you're like, I have to be dehydrated for
4: this. <laughs> I hope yeah. so.
1: So I think, uh, well, can we say first G&G crossover success?
4: Totally. Yes.
0: 100%. We do have to ask our guests for one last thing before we close up the chapter here. Go for it. So, this was the Murder, She Wrote episode. Jack, you get the first word. How did Magnum do? How do you feel about Jessica Fletcher at the end of this
3: episode? I feel good. I feel... it, it. It's really such a great pairing. And honestly, like, I love the idea that the networks were like, look, I, you know, we're going to take these two completely different shows and we're just going to have Jessica show up and solve a crime and then help Magnum get off this murder rap. Like, that's a leap of daring, I think, for 1986. I mean, yeah. like we all see today, you've got the shared universes and things like that. But I love the idea. Like this, the, the apparently the Simon and Simon one, which is a pretty funny episode. I've seen it a couple of times. Uh, and then we're just going to take these shows that are all on. And like these viewers are probably at least passingly, because, again, it's the 80s. There's only so many things on television once. Yeah. Uh, so people probably knew, who, you know, Jessica Fletcher was. People know who Simon and Simon are. Let's eh, let's just throw them together. It'll be fun. You know, today uh, there'd be some algorithm that they'd have to punch all of this into, like generate a word cloud to determine if this is, you know, the best marketing strategy, you know, back then they're probably like, "Eh, fuck it. Let's do this. It'll be funny. You know, Angela Lansbury would enjoy a Hawaiian vacation. It'll be great. Uh, so no, I I love it. I love that they did this. Why not? Um, and I think it's just a lot of fun. Uh, it, the plot's a little screwy, but so many of the plots back then, if you actually dig into them at all, you pull p- away the topsoil, you know, it make no sense whatsoever. Uh, yeah. So who cares? You know, it, it's just fun. Uh, it's great to see the characters interacting. I mean, that's the thing. Exactly. Just just to be able to see someone like Magnum interacting with someone like Jessica Fletcher and, you know, antagonistic at the beginning, chums at the end, I love it. Uh, I think this is great. No notes.
0: Yeah, that that definitely was one of the better parts. And, of course, we know the appeal of Tom Selleck, with hindsight on our side, of appealing to commercials for old people. Because he is doing a great job of that nowadays. I forget what he's selling, reverse mortgages or something. Yeah. 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 You know, he's doing a great job of it because the lady crowd just. My mom loves that cop show that he's on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blue
3: Blue Bloods. Bloods, Blue Bloods. Yeah. Have you
4: noticed
0: that
3: he's like 77 years old and his hair is still. (laughs) I know it's amazing. Like, Like him and Chuck Norris. Lean into it, dude. It's 2022. Silver. I'm glad you have hair. In, okay, I'm 45 years old. My hair has never looked better. Like, oh. just let it go. Do it. I wouldn't know. No, they wear these like <laughs> weird like hair I, molds.
1: hair. I really don't. I don't. I mean, I, I have great hair. Sure, I've never really it? noticed
0: it in you. Yeah. I've got them in my temples. Yeah, I'm going to read me, young man Yeah, yeah. my A- beard's gray, gray as on. shit. That's true.
2: Well, I'm married to a silver fa- fox. I love it. It's a great look. Just yeah, do it. Be we, Hugh Laurie. Yeah, be Ted Danson. Yummy.
0: See? <laughs> I'm glad you're playing. Aubrey off knows. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Because Aubrey is get- a woman of quality. She understands. <laughs> you. You get to close this one out because murder. I have rugged. one last question. Oh.
1: but you tell tell what you want to.
0: Oh
2: no, no. I, I, Tim's figured out I killed somebody.
3: <laughs>
0: I... I mean,
3: not about just, not about the episode. So
2: oh, okay, just,
0: it's the last one in the episode. So if you got something before she closes out the episode, I just want to say do. real
2: fast, I agree with Jack. The crossovers were a fantastic. They were just an '80s thing, and they worked. They were a great way to pass the baton. Uh, ratings Magnum PI had this insane peak. Murder She Wrote was ridiculously popular. This would have been a great super band power trio, whatever you call it. Energy mm-hmm. uh, audiences loved it. And yeah, the frisson between these characters—it's—it's it's, you know—it's—it's it's so funny. You imagine when they pitch it, they said that's ridiculous, and said okay, let's do this.
4: And you Mag- feel like uh, it-
3: Murder She Wrote went something like what was it was like 15 seasons or something yeah. absurd like that. It, it, it went to like 1995. It was bonkers that that show actually lasted longer than Magnum PI yeah
2: preposterously uh, popular i go down to the library to get them when i want to watch them and they're intact they're in great shape there are biddies at this library that are like oh i need to watch some more murder she wrote <laughs> order uh, that all or burn the building down
0: <laughs> and even with tom sellick just like flooding this with magnum pi stuff you still feel like jessica got all of her bits in there for murder she wrote on this second episode
2: Yes, exactly. She uh tries to reach Amy the whole age before beauty, trying to teach young people. She uses a a, a huge thing they were powerful on uh, 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 proud of on murder. She wrote is that they she never resorts to violence, she never threatens anybody, she never hurts anyone. you know she's this protector goddess grandma, and so yes they they totally delivered on her character and using her skills, but you know, like I said, partnered with. A guy with a gun, or a guy doing karate chops to step in when, you know, like what's that line? When talking ends, maybe put up your fists. Yeah. So she's got to do to do that. So yeah, they delivered.
1: Uh, my question is, since uh, crossover was such a big success, is there anybody else in our menagerie of guests that you would like to do a crossover with in the future?
2: Oh, I feel like he's setting me up to say Matford, Jack.
3: Should I say Matford? <laughs> I think you should totally, because then it'd be a little uh, Nick and Nora action over there.
2: Ooh, okay. I'm well,
3: that might kids. be a
1: tough one. To remember, <laughs> we had issues the last time we had Matford on. Yeah, so,
2: you'll you'll you'll, sure. you'll be. Sh- I I don't want to hint too much about uh, Matford's uh, financial status, but I think he can afford another headset.
1: Okay, <laughs> so believe me, we have questions about your relationship, so we're fine oh, with that.
3: <laughs>
1: Jack, is there anybody else you would like to?
3: You know, me and Taffy always joke that at some point you need to get the two of us on. So okay. that's well, that's my vote. That's my yes. vote. Well,
1: I guarantee you, if she was listening to this episode, she stopped a long time ago. So, oh yeah, no. message out to her. Put your heads together, come up with something, and we'll, we'll, find something. we'll find something. All right, so Griff, you're the guy who ends the uh, tippy taps.
0: Everybody, I know we went on a very wonderful journey. We learned a lot. We copped a feel on both of our guests. we, yes, we got. I way just to feel win. like it I was, should
1: go. I think I should go to jail for it. Was not copying. so much
0: a cop and a feel as it was a cavity feel. <laughs>
1: I think we ran a train on it, Ghost. We ran a train. I am
3: wearing the short shorts. So thank
0: you for wearing the golden ratio nut huggers. We were able to get right up in there. It was very I've been told
3: I've got a juicy fucking peach back there. it's
4: okay.
0: I wasn't
3: ready
4: for that. Well yeah. (laughs) All of our
0: take that fucking fact dripping as juicy (laughs) as it is home with you. And until the next tippy tap, I'm listening. (laughs) Ha, <laughs> ha,